From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Heather Knight, welcome to the intro. Thank you for having me. Have you looked at the final video yet? Muni, Total Muni 2018. We rode every Muni bus in San Francisco two days ago. All 60 of them. All 60. Fist bump. Fist bump. And I, I've been looking at this final video. I'm going to play a few seconds from it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Oh my God. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. San Francisco is a wonderful place. San Francisco rocks, and we needed that reminder. So thanks for giving it to us. Thank you. Don't let anybody tell you different. And if, if they do, come... Have them talk to us, and we'll ride Muni for 22 hours together. No, No, minutes. All right. Thank you very much. That doesn't sound like us. By the end of this, (laughs) we were like, we were different people. We look like deranged zombies, yeah. and we sound like them, too. Yeah, we don't sound real good, but but we felt really good at that point. We're about to cruise <laughs> it into... It doesn't show. It doesn't show, but we're about to cruise into AT&T Park and, um, and end this crazy journey. Um, we're going to cover quite a few things. This is probably going to be a little bit longer than the last three podcasts. It won't be 18 hours in real time. It, it won't be 18 hours in real time, so you listen. We did 18 hours. You can do <laughs> 45 or 50 minutes. But we'll cover our ride, um, our panic on the two Clements. Oh, God. That was the big critical point. And the fate of Felton. Yes, everybody's favorite dog. Yes, the lovable Muni dog, Felton. Um, But first, uh, just want to urge everybody who has enjoyed this and thought about it and is following our total Muni uh, uh, nightmare, (laughs) you know, excitement, um, triumph, whatever you want to call it, um, think about subscribing to The Chronicle. Yeah, this wouldn't have been possible without the backing of so many people behind the scenes who are helping us, photographers, editors, producers, graphic artists, and they all cost money and we need your support. Total Muni 2018, we're going to go over all of it. Thank you very much. This is the big event. Heather Knight, welcome back. We did it. We did it. It's we did over. It. It's over. Um, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm still really tired. Two My days legs later are still now. sore. Yeah. yeah. Tired, sore, but still really happy. Still feel a little bit out of it, but major yeah. emotion is happiness. Yeah, me too. I feel like I know I'm never going to do it again. And Thank God. Yeah, and I feel fulfilled. Yeah. Um, out of body experience a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I'm still, it's kind of like when you drink a lot and you wake up and you're still a little bit drunk. <laughs> yeah. But uh, day off. We got a day off. <laughs> we did. What did you do on your day off? I tried to sleep in, but um, I couldn't. I got a good seven hours, and then I was just wide awake. But um, my husband took the boys to school in the morning so I could stay in bed, and uh, my four-year-old was talking very loudly on the way out the door, and I heard my husband say, shh, it's total sleeping, 2018. <laughs> very nice. Um, and you didn't, uh, you didn't do any work, or you did do some work? I talked to a few of the people we met via Twitter, but not so you much worked. work. Not maybe for an hour. I got a mani pedi. I got the muni grime off me, so that was nice. Okay, good. I took a huge shower when I got home from yeah. the Giants game. I was super tired, but um, I needed the shower. Um, on my day off, I rode some more buses. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to get our car. Oh yeah, because your car was still on Treasure Island. My car was on Treasure Island, and uh, it was dark, so I was really worried about it. And it was parked in a weird spot. It was fine. Good. Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> There's no car break-ins there? I, I don't know. Maybe, Yours maybe was there, okay? Mine was okay. Um, and I took the AC Transit from Alameda 
to the Transbay Terminal where we got dropped off. Uh-huh. And then I picked up the Treasure Island oh 25. So I ended my the first and last started. bus. Yeah. Hmm. So the Treasure Island. I did not ride any buses on my day off. I, I wanted to go through it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it still such fresh. A crazy day. Yeah. And I really appreciate everyone who followed us. Yeah. Um, it was amazing how many people on Twitter were reaching out. And I thought, you know, I got to compliment people's GIF game at the end when we <laughs> posted that we did it. The responses were amazing. Yeah. I, I thought throughout it was a nice build. Um, I got a feeling from the uh, social media and the emails and the kind of interest that people had beforehand that we were going to have interest, that people would follow us. I didn't know people were going to follow us, like physically get out of their houses and ride with us and give us things and encourage us and just say they liked it. Um, Yeah. I was amazed by how many people tracked us down um, in real time because I was even having a hard time following our route. But people were finding us like to, you know, to the bus and to the intersection. It was neat. But I, I think as much as the mission accomplished that we rode these 60 lines and made the game and it was this crazy storybook ending at the game, um, mission accomplished in that um, people liked it and yeah. they felt good and we got really lucky. It was kind of a slow news day. Yeah. And I think people just, you know, connected with San Francisco for a day and, and rooted us on. And, and I really, I read so many of them. That day, we're really busy, but I read a lot of them on my day off. Yeah, that was fun. And um, It was kind of like going through an old scrapbook or something. Yeah, I just, so anybody who didn't get a response, um, we read them and, and loved them. And thank you all so much, everybody who um, was supportive. I felt like the city needed kind of a shot in the arm and something fun and dumb to focus on because the news has been so bad lately. I think people were in the mood for a silly diversion. I kind of needed it too. Yeah. You know, it, it, uh, it's been a lot of bad news for news media around here. The Chronicle's been okay, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of people we know in other places have, uh, you know, lost jobs and, yeah. and just seeing the media doing something that was kind of old school, but also using new tools. It made me feel like this path forward type of feeling. So. Yeah. And basically, I've been writing so much depressing stuff about homelessness and injection drug use and the mayor's death and this really uninspiring mayoral campaign. And I just think it was fun to do something totally different and, you know, lighthearted. But to reiterate, we're never doing it again. No, never again. (laughs) Never doing it again. Um, I thought we'd just go kind of chronologically and talk about a few highlights. You've got a column uh, out on Sunday, if if you're listening to this, uh, uh, that's Sunday, uh, May Sixth? Yes. Yeah. And um, it'll be online a little bit before that. So certainly look for that. That's kind of our official wrap up. You've talked to a lot of people and gathered quotes Reached out along to the some way. key players yesterday. Yeah. But I thought just while it's <clears throat> fresh in our head, we could go a little bit chronologically. Yeah. And starting at the beginning, um, wake up call. <laughs> my wake up call didn't go off because I had set my alarm for two, but I couldn't sleep anyway. So I just said to hell with it and got out of bed around one forty-five and turned my alarm off. What did you did you sleep at all? Maybe fell asleep briefly a few times, but by and large, yeah. not really. Because I got four hours. And, I did and not get four I think hours. it's because I did the wake-up call a week earlier to test part of the route. Um, I just, for some reason, that was the one time I was getting... I did not get sleep the two nights before. Wow. Um, I had really broken sleep leading up to it. And we're not ex- exaggerating. I mean, for for months since we kind of committed to this my sleep has not been good because even when it's not the day before you have to do it 
I'm thinking about it, and when I wake up, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it was so. just really looming out there for so long, and I, I was really not excited about it, and it felt like something we just had to endure, yeah. but it turned out to be so much better than that. Yeah, so you and me and Jessica Christian met at the Chronicle. I picked you up. Jessica spent the night at my house, yeah. half a night in Glen Park, and then because um, neither of us wanted to venture downtown by ourselves at 2.30 in the morning. So we went together and met you at Fifth and Mission. You guys scared me. <laughs> um, I had a video camera ready to videotape you coming to the car. Oh. And, you know, I was going to do a little thing. And then you came from the side, and I was not ready for that. Um, but uh, it, <laughs> I was like, two women are coming up to your car as planned. Why <laughs> were you scared? <laughs> <laughs> so we hopped in, got to Treasure Island, um, started out, okay i guess yeah, and then went we fine. went fine until we got off the bus oh and god then, I, uh, the first yeah. two hours were just dreadful and i was really feeling like why are we doing this if you listeners find yourselves on market street at 4 a.m just leave get out of yeah. there yeah i mean there weren't a lot of people you can walk it's you can jaywalk you can but the people who are out there um you know keep one eye open we ended up getting on one of the owls a little bit late. It was a bad start. I was not feeling good. Um, took two owls, took the um, dreaded 88X. Yeah, that's where you have to take the BART out to the Balboa Park BART station. Yeah, not a lot of fun. We did Market Street Madness, but we were that's we're trying to cover 14 lines, get as many of them done in the morning as we can that, that connect on Market Street. We didn't really do that well. No, we got eight. I had gotten 10 when I did it on my own the week mm. before. So I think we were at a super, super, super low. Um, it just felt depressing. We were quiet. There was no time to like listen to music or do anything or chat. I thought you and I were going to just like catch up on a lot of stuff and talk about work. We didn't. We talked no. about Muni and the route and our plan. And, and how I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and how you had to go to the bathroom, which, by the way, it was like seven or eight. It was like. It was, it, I had had a lot of coffee because I didn't sleep. And then it hit me. I think final score on bathroom was seven to two. Heather <laughs> beat Peter. But um, it was not like chatty. There wasn't a lot of even camaraderie. Um, no. There was up till that point. And then we got to, I thought a turning point was the cable car. For sure. So um, this really nice guy on Twitter had reached out. Um, he decorates cable cars just for fun as a hobby. He's an IT guy. And um, he decorates them for Christmas and Chinese New Year. And he said they had decorated one for the Giants 60th year. It's Jeremy, right? Yeah, I Jeremy wanna, yeah. Whiteside. Yeah. Um, he they decorated one for the giant 60th year in the city and he said would you like that one to be waiting for you since this was kind of a partnership with the giants because of larry bear's previous stunt so i was like sure um so that was the first one of the day and we got it we were pretty much the only people on it right and they and they rode with us yeah a bunch of really cool guys some gritman jeremy jeremy whiteman and then val the gritman yeah and uh and they were like hey we're gonna ride with you um, it was a three cable car stunt where we had to go up and then wait for another one and go down and run up and a little bit about where to wait and the etiquette of it. I don't ride a lot of cable cars. <laughs> they helped us out. And they helped us out. And, and Val was sweet because he brought a muni cap and some patches for my four-year-old who's so obsessed with muni. And he said, I was just like your son as a kid. And I would ask my mom to take the El Terravel out to the zoo. And then we'd get there and I'd say, I didn't want to go into the zoo. I just wanted to ride the El Terravel back because it wasn't about the zoo. It was about the train. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, it was, but that was just, 
it that was, was finally the, some friendly faces and i was like oh, okay and the i thought the best part of that was just the gorgeous sunrise behind the transamerica yeah. pyramid yeah. i was like okay this day is looking up i mean top five san francisco views For of sure. my lifetime yeah. i mean it, i mean a, a gorgeous pink sky and i was like oh man and that to me was kind of the beginning of the positive momentum that really yeah, it, it really turned the tide it, it carried through the day and even when things were going really down for us that positive momentum was always there to kind of give us that extra push so yeah um thank you jeremy and val um so that was fantastic and then uh we take the 80s. I was really worried about the 80s. Went fairly smoothly. There was a lot of walking. Those are the commuter routes yeah. that shut off. There was the classic um, picture where we we were in an 83X, and I took a picture out of the back of another 83X <laughs> yeah. that was right behind us. And classic bunching by Muni, and the driver was waving at us like he knew what we were yeah. <laughs> photographing. I, I think the hashtag, so Muni. <laughs> yeah, you know, so It's Muni. just so Muni <laughs> to have the two you know buses right next to each other. And then we had to take the last 80s, the 81 and the 82, heading back into traffic. So that yeah. was a worry. But we got through okay and got to our 830. Yeah. Uh, that was another, I think the second big highlight was meeting Larry Bear and Lucille and some of my family, my little boys, and um, some friends yeah. and coworkers were all waiting for us in front of the ferry building. And, and your youngest son, um, who you know started this whole thing off, I mean, he leapt into your arms. <laughs> it I mean, was it so was cute. It was very, very sweet. And he had his little Lucille doll that he showed Lucille. Yeah. So, I mean, that was super good. And then Larry, you know, seeing Larry was great. Um, we gave him a framed photo. So on top of having to not carry the framed photo I <laughs> for Larry around anymore, which was getting tiring, um, I, I could tell he enjoyed that. And, yeah. and um, I remember somebody on Twitter asking you from the earlier pictures, why are you carrying around framed artwork on yeah. Muni? I just thought, you know, I got to, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I measured, um, not measured, I weighed my pack and it was over 40 pounds with oh, all wow. the stuff I was carrying because I had all this podcast equipment and other things. My food alone, I brought way too much food. But great to see Larry. Um, you know, we'll bring him up again. But I mean, the Giants and... Larry Bear, CEO of the Giants, original Total Muni uh, uh, finisher with with Andy Koblenz. I mean, such a great partner through all of this. Yeah, he's just such a nice guy and so gregarious and fun. Um, Another theme through this for me, and it, it, it was really an awakening for me, is, you know, you can be on Twitter and you can be reading the comments and to some degree reading the media and really feel like, San Francisco is changing a lot more than it really is. Um, You get out to a neighborhood bus and realize most of the city is kind of frozen in time and Uh and nothing's really changed. Um, And there's just some real down-to-earth, you know, everyday people that you meet in these neighborhoods on the buses. I think the Port uh, Westport... West Portal. I, I mispronounced. <laughs> you kept <laughs> saying West Portal. West Portal. It's West Portal. West Portal. Thank you. Um, that was really nice until we realized there was this point where we got there and just chilled. And We were so ahead on of our schedule that I think we got a little cocky and we had a lot to catch up on with um, sending updates to our editors and checking Twitter. And yeah. we just kind of sat on these steps and then realized half an hour had passed and we're like, oh no, we and then, been and looking then for we, the bus. We waited and it was like another 25 minutes before the bus came. So then we got we into totally this. totally lost all of our buffer. I started panicking again and saying, we got to clockwork now. Yeah. But before I realized we were screwed, <laughs> um, that was a really nice moment because we were like an app, over an hour ahead of time. We had just had two really great celebrity rides yeah. with uh, Will Durst, uh-huh. which we'll talk about him a little more later. But Will Durst and Art Agnes, 
that was that part of the ride. They had both um, gone with us. And um, again, we'll talk about them a little bit more later, but that worked out perfectly. It did. That was a really good idea. Two perfect people. We had know talked, the city like the back of their hands. Know the city really well. Um, they added a lot to it. They just had this flavor of San Francisco. And so we're chilling there. And that was a really nice moment for me because yeah. I, I that was the last time I felt good until the end. But I felt real good and relaxed. Like, you know, this is going to be okay maybe. Yeah. My moments weren't so much about the bus lines themselves but about the people we met. Um, yeah. One of my favorite moments was when we started heading toward my neighborhood and we got off the um, 46 Masonic at Monterey and Forrester and who was waiting there but Burrito Justice with a bag full of burritos. Oh that was like just these people that would come out of the blue and you're like, oh, you're here. That was <laughs> And you have food. <laughs> legendary. And not only he goes, <laughs> he goes uh, I have burritos for you and... I will give you safe passage through La Lengua, which is his <laughs> neighborhood, which we weren't quite yeah. there. But it was just a, uh, he's a really great guy who, you know, I've interacted with on Twitter and I've met him and mm-hmm. he, we've met at events and I've been on his radio show on BFF FM. But um, that I was to him super, yesterday. Yeah. super cool. He's a map expert and works for a mapping company. And he figured out that we traveled 68 miles wow. during the whole day. Oh, and we walked close to 13. Yes, so. which explains why I'm still sore, because I did not train for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but on the fo- in all the photos, like you're way ahead of me. I have Because I kept <laughs> tweeting like that I was training for it. And I had several people tell me like, Heather's kicking your ass. <laughs> so. I thought that was. I thought I good. did better running than I was expecting to. So yeah, he was. That was great. Um, another great one was um, Dave. Uh, I, I got to get the last name right. I have it here. Dave Guarino, who that was our rickshaw drive by. Uh-huh. So we're taking the rickshaw from after taking the East E Embarcadero, and we're heading to the thirty nine on deadline. Met this awesome rickshaw driver. Yeah. He's getting us there. And this guy had been trying to get us, and he had missed connections a couple times. So he just, on a hunch, knew that we were going to take the rickshaw and headed down that bike lane. Yeah. So he passes us on our left on a bike and goes, are you guys total muni? And we were like, <laughs> yeah. And he tossed us a can and a carton of blue bottle coffee. And then he just, like, totally disappeared. <laughs> yeah. It happened in, like, what, five seconds? Yeah. It was super awesome. Um, one of many awesome moments. And then... Um, and uh, there was a woman in the rickshaw behind us who had been trying to catch up with us for hours. And she finally saw us departing from the ferry building and got in her own rickshaw and goes, follow that rickshaw. That was nice. Yeah. Um, I also liked getting to the hate because I had been really disoriented in West Portal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in all these neighborhoods where we'd, we'd get off on our bus and I was kind of the route master. And there were a couple points where I couldn't make sense of where I was and I was having a real hard time figuring out where the next stop was because I was disoriented and I didn't know which streets were nearby. And when we got to the hate, I lived in the hate. Uh-huh. And that's when, uh, really in the sunset, once we got to the grid, and that's when I started to feel comfortable and that disorientation left. And I saw my mom. Yeah, that was really sweet. My dad, they both came. came out, wrote a few lines with us. So, um, yeah, so we get in and we... Um, had that moment of panic in West Portal, but we made up a lot of time. A bunch of buses chained together I right around. I thought we around. had really good luck with timing of buses. Like We, we did. Yeah. We did, except for the West Portal bus. Yeah. Everything else, like, things chained together. I had, if, if, if there was a 20-minute gap between buses, I would allow for 15 minutes. Yeah. 
and a lot of times it would come in five. There were a number of times when it pulled up like right as we got to the corner. Yeah. Can I can I say about Muni? Mm-hmm. And I I know they were they seemed really nervous about it. Um, it was great. John John Haley yeah. met with us, and they had a PR person there. But um, I think they wished us well at the beginning of the day, and then just kind of stepped back. Yeah. And I I get the feeling they were worried that they were going to look bad or we were going to make fun of them. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with Muni. I mean, the drivers are very matter of fact I think we maybe met one friendly driver the whole day but they get the job done and really the buses came like pretty well like clockwork and I felt like overall the whole system works well I I felt like I mean I hope people got this impression if you're listening to the there's three more of these podcasts one with Larry Bear and you wrote columns I felt better and better about Muni through this and it's not without flaws and I you know have my criticisms but Doing this for one day and what we went through, you know, they're running this system every day. And it's really complicated. Really complicated. There, there are single lines, like the 30 Stockton, you'll look on the on the app and see all the buses going around, or the 38 Geary, and there are enough buses just on that one line is probably the buses that you'd have in a small city. Yeah. You know, and that's one line. I remember yeah. when I moved to the city in 1999, Muni was really hated and BART was really beloved. And I feel like since then they've kind of swapped. And I think Muni works a lot better than it used to. And BART has gone downhill. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't a celebration of Muni. It wasn't an ad for Muni. I mean, a lot of things we did, we'll get to the end, Judah, you know, and, and there were a couple drivers who drove past us and said something weird or mean or, you know, inconsistent. But yeah. But, Most of them are just like stone cold silent. Yeah. Like, are you a robot? So I want to get to the two Clement. And oh my I, God. <laughs> I think we should. Um, we kind of got to set this up. Yeah, we got to set it up. Um, so we got this route and, and I'm not throwing. He had nothing to do with what went wrong. But we got this route from Jerry White. And then I made some modifications. And then I added a few lines, including the two Clement, which in the earlier routes, something else had been done with that. And I thought I double and triple and quadruple checked everything on this route. Most notably, um, when the bus lines shut off, Mm -hmm. because that's a key, key thing. Yeah, you got to know that. You know, the the lines that only run a certain amount of hours, you got to ride them during that time. So we had the two Clement and the Market Street Madness, this cluster of 14 Mm -hmm. buses that you know, connect to Market Street, mm-hmm. and we're hoping in these two different blocks of time we're going to ride them all um, wherever we can get them. Right. Um, when I looked at Market Street Madness, I went through every bus line on that, I thought twice, and checked to see when their termination point was. Mm-hmm. And I found two buses. We had two buses that, that ended early. The 5 Fulton was one of them. Somehow I missed the fact that the two Clement stops at 8 p.m., I just looked today, and so its last bus leaves downtown at 7.15. It does take a long time to get back out to the Richmond, but um, basically you have to catch it before 8. You have to catch it before 8. So we get done with the 39 and the E, and that to me, I had been telling you all day, and we hadn't been really broadcasting this because we wanted to keep the drama up, but I'm like, if we hit the E and the 39, 
we may be late to the Giants game, but we're going to finish Total Muni. Yeah. You know, those are the last two. We were telling our editor in the rickshaw we might get to the game as early as 8 or 8.30. Yeah. So. And, and we were feeling like when we got <laughs> off the 39, I mean, I, I'm sure I made some motion to you like we're in. Yeah. You know, we we've, got, really we've got like 10 lines left, but they're all lines that run all night. Um, and then, so we're cruising along. We go uh, get over to the 40, uh, 47 Van Ness. Yeah, we were going south on Van Ness on the 47, and we had a little time to check our phones and we're just we had so many twitter notifications we couldn't read all of them but i happened to see one that said how are you ever going to finish this if you haven't gotten the two clement yet and i i remember showing you and i'm like is this right no i i, I was dismissive yeah, i was like, a, like i'm like no. and, and there have been a few people who not a lot but the overwhelmingly positive there were a few people who i felt like were trying to find a problem you yeah. know and i thought this was another one of those situations um and it was uh, Brian Dar uh, at Hell on Frisco Bay uh-huh. on Twitter, and I remember even seeing that Hell on Frisco Bay. You know, this guy's causing yeah. trouble. Yeah. Um, and then, which one of us looked at the schedule? You're like, I'll just double check because we had time on the 47, yeah. and you're like, oh we have to ride the two right now. And so the woman who followed us in the rickshaw was still there, and she lived near there, and she knew the neighborhood, and she's like, I know where to take you. Um so we do you have her name yeah Joni Juster so um Joni was awesome and she um side note she's on her own quest to walk every street in San Francisco a lot of people I learned were on their own weird little quests but anyway she lived near there knew exactly where all the stops were how to get catch this too and just to set it up I mean this is one of many people who uh were following it and trying to find us and then caught us. And then we had made it pretty clear, you know, you can ride a few lines with us. But then this person who had just been hanging out with us all of a sudden becomes our angel. Yeah, she saved us. She um, knew where the stops were. We first tried to get the two going inbound, but that had totally stopped. Then we had, because Sutter and Post go different directions, so then we had to run a block up to Sutter. And um, we happened to get the three Jackson because it showed up. Then we rode that to uh, Octavia and we're waiting there for the two and I remember when we got there those signs are so unpredictable yeah. so the sign at first said um, the two Clement was coming in 10 minutes and 20 minutes and then it kept flashing back and forth between the two and the three and then I remember the two just disappeared from the sign and it had no more predictions for the two and yeah. we're like no and Joni said this is the time to call 311 so and I <laughs> ran out in the street and I'm looking for this bus yeah and I'm and on the phone 311. to 311 and this guy answers and I'm, I had the stop number I was like, is the two Clement still coming outbound to this stop number? And he's like, hold on. And those like, it felt like a million years before he got back on the phone with the answer. And we were like, if he says it's over, like this whole thing is yeah. just blown. We would have lost and we would have had to, you know, call our editors and, and tell the people. Up. And, you know, and I would have had to cop to making an error. I was in charge of the route. Yeah. So he comes back on and says, there's two more buses, 10 and 20 minutes. And we're like, thank God. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 311. Is and it? I would have felt like if Muni had a big meltdown that killed it, that would have been a fine story. But if it was just our stupid yeah. fault, that was just going to be so lame. Yeah. So anyway, we're waiting for those 10 minutes when we know it's coming. And we were both just so delirious. And Joni sits down with the map because our whole route had to change at that point. Yeah. And she 
figured out intersection by intersection how to catch the last like four or five yeah. buses. She hotwired our route basically. Yeah. And we had gone the whole day. Um, I had learned a lesson when I practiced it that I deviated from the route once and it blew up in my face. So I had been saying the whole time, stick to the route. And people yeah. came up to us and go, oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you, you should try this instead. I'm like, no, we're going to stick to the route. And then that's when you know, I had so much exhaustion. I don't know about you. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to let Joni is, we're in better hands with whatever Joni says. Yeah. And she, she carried us home. I mean, she chained together the next four routes and, and probably cut it in half the amount of time. And, and, uh, and we headed downhill and it felt like momentum again. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it, in hindsight, it added some drama that made the story better, but in the moment it just felt like yeah. torture. <laughs> So, I mean, you should go to sfchronicle.com and find the story. Um, uh, just total Muni 2018. It, 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 uh, but there are videos on the story that I think that's the best place to capture how we felt at this point. And how much worse we looked by the end of it. Yeah, because I remember the middle of the route, you know, we're totally, you know, honest about everything. But I was, I was saying, like, you know, just a reminder, like our suffering is, and, and the drama of this is important is what's going to make it fun. By the end, we weren't having to give ourselves any instruction on how to, you know, how to look or act like, like zombies, zombies <laughs> who are, have been through some, some stuff. Um, you look at that last video and it looks like, I, I think it looks like two people have been abducted by a cult. Um, yeah. We've got like, glassy looks and we're stumbling through our words i think i'm looking off in the distance i just remember my contacts were hurting by the end and i just had all these weird blinks i just looked yeah. like so weird you me and, and and santi all ran in bart thinking it was muni yeah so our last line was the end judah to at&t park and people were warning us on twitter like why did you save this for en the end it's the most notoriously flaky line and it happens to have its own twitter account by some mystery person who would not <laughs> respond to me, I tried, um, who maintains the N. Judah's Twitter account and yeah. um, was weighing in, which was very funny. Um, I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I'm feeling a door problem coming <laughs> on. So we try. We show our um, one-day visitor passes to this station agent, and he was like, this isn't good here. Go over there. And we were like outraged. Yeah. How is I'm ready to get agent? in an argument. Like, I'm going like, to like fight him. And then yeah. we're like, oh, he works for Bart. <laughs> we need to go to the Muni side. Yeah. We've got these day passes that look like little <laughs> lotto scratchers, but they're like, they've been sweaty in our hands. So they look like 40 years old at this point. And we're like pushing them against the window. No, we have our day passes. Let us in. He's like, it's Bart. Um, so that was. So we finally get down in the yeah. subway. And as predicted, the end Judah, num the minutes just kept, they'd get down to one and then go back up to 10 and then get down to one. At one point, I was like demanding that we just get the end Judah outbound for like one stop so we could cross it off and then just get a lift to the ballpark. And you're like, it's going to be better if we take the end to the ballpark. I think that was our tensest moment, but I didn't even know it because I was so, you know, I was so out of it. I just thought, you know, that was our big plan. I mean, it was like this journey that would begin with this you know this beautiful ride into the city on the the 25 and then this glorious finish along the end to AT&T Park and um yeah it, it did finally show up but <laughs> I thought that was honestly like I knew we were going to make it to part of the game and we were getting all these really really frantic texts from 
our editors and they and were convinced we were going to forget to tell them we were on the end and we're like we're just still waiting yeah. for the end yeah and and i at that point i thought it was i'm like we're gonna get there this is almost funny you know yeah but, so we got on the end judah to at&t park and then um that all is just like a blur for me. I mean, it, yeah. it's unexplainable. Like nothing in my life, you know, just showing up there. And I remember pe- the doors opened and there were like 25 or 30 people on the platform. And I was like, who are these people? <laughs> and they were cheering for us. Some of them were our coworkers and some worked for the Giants and some were just random people. Yeah. And then we went into the ballpark. Your editor threw peanuts on us. And then um, we got up uh, into the area where our families and Larry were waiting as, just as everybody was singing take me out to the ball game yeah it was lovely it was in the hallway we could hear it and it felt like that um that steady cam shot from goodfellas where we're like you know going through the kitchen and then going up this weird elevator and then going through a hallway and um and all these people are just kind of looking at us you know i mean i'm not used to that experience i'm used to the one being the one who's following someone around and writing a story yeah. on them. I'm not used to We've being... We've never been the subjects of a story. ...led around and having people look at us. And, you know, that was just kind of... And, and, and being so tired and so out of my body, um, I can't even describe it. It's like nothing I've ever experienced. And then we get in the suite. Yeah. Your wife and son were there and my husband and dad and my sister were there. And... Yeah. Larry and Andy Koblenz, who did it with him originally, and our editors. and Yeah, it was super fun. It was really nice. I didn't see my wife and my kid all day, so that was really nice to see yeah. them. And and, um, and uh, I want to say that before I say the beer. I was like, so <laughs> looking forward to that beer. and it was... I remember Larry was like, we need to give you a beer shower. And I said, I want to have a real shower. I hear that Larry was um, talking about, like, we got to drown him in Gatorade. And, and that was like... I was so glad they didn't do yeah, that. <laughs> I already I, felt gross. I would have been really sad about that. Um, and then he offered to take us down to these amazing seats right behind the dugout yeah. where the Giants came from this like stunning come-from-behind victory in the bottom of the ninth. And we were like, seriously, could this day have gotten any more amazing? Yeah, they're down 5-3 to three when we show up. And it actually, like when we were on the end platform and we're getting stalled there, I kept looking at my phone thinking we're going to lose another inning, we're going to lose another inning, but the Padres were rallying. So while my team is losing and that hurt me, I'm also like, well, this buys us a little more time. And then we get there in the seventh inning, all the things we said. um, I I want to stop and say I was just so happy to see. I hadn't talked to or met Andy. Yeah. And Andy was kind of like my counterpart on this. I mean, he was the guy I think focused a little bit more on the, the route. Yeah. And, uh, um, and Larry and I made the iron on t-shirt. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, he's kind of, I, I compare them like, like to total Muni, you know, Larry is the Steve jobs and, um, Andy is the Wozniak yeah. and I just Larry saw him and, and right. I don't know how you felt, but I felt like I had really been through something and the four people in the room who had been through it were all there and yeah. I kind of felt like he Camaraderie, knew yeah so it was really good to see him and also they showed us on the big screen yeah they did <laughs> they did I started um videotaping the uh tv and Larry I think knew we were about to actually be shown yeah. so he like he's like Peter put the camera well, my husband disappeared at that point, and I was like, where did he just go? But it turns out he'd gone to the next suite over and asked to get on their balcony, so he got a great video of the oh, big screen. Oh, could I have it? Totally. Oh, please send that to me. 
so that was super awesome. Um, I, I got like a nine year old who is starting to think I'm less cool. And I just, you know, he kind of thought I was cool for a couple hours. That, that felt good. Yeah. Um, and then we go down to the game and we go down in the ninth inning. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, I, I don't know how else to say it, except I, in my delirium, I was convinced they were going to win. I mean, Oh, I wasn't. I was just like, I'm hanging out with Larry Bear having a beer. <laughs> no, I was convinced they were going to win. And, and the great thing about Larry in, in that situation was two things. Like when he's talking about the bus and when he's watching baseball, he's like a kid again. And we're having these fan discussions. We yeah. weren't talking about Muni. We weren't talking about the business. Um, the discussion I'm having with him is, you know, we're looking ahead and going, all right, who's going to get the game winning RBI? There's a pinch hitter who's going to hit at six because they switched pitcher, you know, they, they did a, a, a switch. And he's like, I think it's going to be Hunley. I think that's Hunley right there, you know, because of the, the kind of hitter he is and, and, and the kind of pitcher that's going to come up. And we're having that discussion. And then it happens. I mean, it was like one hit after another with two outs, this bloop that just landed yeah. between three people. And then Hunley comes up and um, two, two men on and – five to four game and uh hit a hit a ball just past Perfectly. the mm-hmm. the second baseman and and two runs in and it was like a world series i mean they yeah. were all rushing on the field and i got a little bit of it on video yeah that was a good video it was so, so cool it's like uh, wow what a capper hollywood ending hollywood ending and then we got ushered back into elevator and went home and Neither of us took Muni home. Neither of us took Muni <laughs> you took home. took the ferry, I, and I, my husband had driven, so he drove me home. I, I did not care about my car <laughs> at that point, and um, we got home, and I took a shower. Yeah. I was super tired, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed clean, and then uh, went to bed, and that was it. So anyway, great day. Great day. Yeah, so a um, couple pieces of business. The big one everybody's probably waiting for that we didn't mention is... Um, the Muni dog. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most trending, <clears throat> most, uh, um, we got the most questions about that little yeah. detour in our, yeah. in our day. So we, we were out in, um, riding the third or the, sorry, the T third train yeah. in Bayview Hunters Point. I'm still tired. Um, this dog just ran up to us on the platform, um, out of nowhere and we couldn't shake <laughs> this dog and, followed us onto the train and Jessica yeah. our photographer just clicked with the dog immediately and yeah it was this bonding little, little cute dog super dirty it had like twigs in its fur and had a, no, a tags. no tags it had a collar with what looked like like a chewed off leash um it looked like it hadn't you know it'd been out on the street for a while yeah and it followed us from like line to line yeah you know kept running into the doors of the buses and trains so jessica peeled off and took the dog to animal care and control and we found out the dog is still there being held um to see if the owner shows up till this weekend and if not the dog can be put up for adoption yeah so it's um wednesday now and that'll be this weekend uh it's going to be a happy ending the the dog its owner either its owner will come and be reunited and that'll be a great thing we're told it didn't have a chip and uh, uh, we had a social media response from the Hartlob family yeah, your when wife all of this was happened. Like, this is our dog. Yeah, um, she was very adamant that um, this be our dog. We've been talking about getting a dog. I'm the lone holdout. Um, no, my more. kids and my wife are 
um, adamant that we should have a dog. And I had finally kind of over the last few months said, all right, let's, let's do it. But, but we hadn't gone any further than that. So if the dog is not, um, if its owner does not come forward, this will, will adopt the dog. We've, yeah. we've told them, assuming, I'm not sure how the process goes. Maybe if more than one person wants to adopt it, I don't know what happens, but we've yeah. already, I've already told them that I'm happy to give this dog a good home. Yeah. If, if, uh, that would be another Hollywood ending. Yeah. Another Hollywood ending for Felton, the dog who named um, after the 54 Felton named after the 54 Felton. We found out we did not know this, um, animal care and control, um, informed us that Felton is a girl. We kept referring to the dog as a boy on Twitter yeah. and we were incorrect. <laughs> so Audrey Cooper, um, our editor is like, Oh, Feltonia. And I'm like, no, it's Felton. <laughs> if we adopt this dog, it will be Felton. I'm thinking it's like Madison. It could yeah, be a boy name or a totally. girl name. It's all good. So that's, um, what happened with Felton. And again, read, read Heather's column. And I'm sure we'll have some kind of follow up. read our social media. We'll let you know what happened to Felton. Um, uh, Will Durston, Art Agnes, I want to just thank a few people and we'll do it real quick, but our celebrity drivers, <laughs> um, which that worked out so great. Yeah, that was a really good idea because a couple of the routes had us on a really long bus ride, which would have made this stay even longer. And I don't think we could have handled that. Yeah. And they both made jokes like, you know, like you're having me do it. And they were our, I mean, they were our first choices. Yeah. We talked we about. We immediately thought of them and they immediately said yes. Yeah. I mean, we wanted people who weren't. I, I didn't want like a Gavin Newsom or someone who had some something political campaign, yeah. something to promote. I didn't, I didn't even want to pick like a, we had the giants involved already. I didn't want someone who was going to come there to sell something. I just wanted two super old school San Franciscans mm-hmm. who knew the city mm-hmm. and would have good stories. And, and we just nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it was perfect. They were awesome. Art Agnes pulls up playing Greek music <laughs> and, you know, and he was great. And uh, Will was absolutely hilarious he, as you'd he drives like a new york cab driver yeah we thought we would have to tell him where to go nope no no <laughs> that was fine so that was awesome um i want to like i, I got to write thank you notes to everyone but i want to just thank the support team that a lot of people didn't see yeah um john blanchard who made the map and the john graphics. made the graphic and i mean he's working right now as we're recording this to update the map and do all these other cool things for this weekend. Yeah. So, um, and then Allie. Uh, yeah. She Allie was the producer on Irving, SF Chronicle who Alexander was up Irving. when we were the whole, she worked just as long as we did. Yeah. She was, she was up the earliest along with us and um, was keeping the trains running on time. And, uh, and Mari Carr, my editor and, and Mari Carr Mendoza and Mark, Mark Lundgren, Lundgren, my editor, our yeah. editors who were, um, I didn't get any negativity and it was a crackpot idea in the beginning. It kind of turned into this thing that started to sound good, but you want to do what? All right, let's have a meeting and hash it out. And, and then Audrey, um, you know, we have this meeting early on and I think like a lot of editors would have just like, what the hell, this is a waste of our time. And she was, she, she loved it immediately. She loved it. She, you know, had some expectations, which I think were, was great. She's like, "I, I want, someone to take control of this i mean i think she wanted to make sure it 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 happened and and that we were committed to it and um and she was there throughout and you know i i think it's a risk you know that that honestly falls on her i mean if something if some bad news broke that day or if there was a big fire somewhere you know we could look really silly doing this and it would have fell on her and i think she also knew that you know if it worked out as it did 
that's the type of thing that maybe will make people want to subscribe to the Chronicle or realize we're part of the community and realize that we're, you know, we want to make that connection. And I think it was a risk and that was on her shoulders. And so I appreciate that. I kept anticipating people to push back and say, why are you spending your time writing buses when there's so much more important journalism you could be doing? But we really didn't get that at all. People were really in the mood for something fun. See, I didn't have that problem because if I was <laughs> you only do fun. <laughs> I only, I, I'd be like reviewing a My Little Pony movie <laughs> if I wasn't doing this. But I think as an institution, you know, I think we should do more stuff like this. I have a few ideas. It doesn't involve you and I writing okay. anything all day, <laughs> but um, I, 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 I like that the Chronicle committed to that, and it made me feel good about working here. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, we should talk about that though. What's next? Um, I'm not riding this bus again. <laughs> uh, I would say we have a plan for a sequel. I don't want to give away any more than that. Um, I don't want to do it unless I think you and I riding a bus again, even if we did it, it would never turn out as good as today. No, and it would be it diminishing. So yeah. we need to have it evolve. Go out on a high note. I'm not riding the bus again. You're not riding the bus again. But I, I we have an idea for a sequel and we'll pitch that to our editors and maybe we'll have a t- total muni 2019 that, you know, has, has a little twist to it. We're not going to do it if it's just a rehash. Um, yeah. There was someone, a media critic type on Twitter who was laying it all out how, you know, we're going to go to a meeting and, and they're going to make us do this again in three months and it's not going to be as good. And that's not how I feel. I feel like no. let's do something different. Let's find other ways and just capitalize on the fact that we've, you know, worked well together as a team and we've connected with the city and find other ways to do that. Yeah. So. I like it. Uh, wrapping up, what do you, your takeaway, I, I think San Francisco's a great place. I, yeah, it really made me fall in love with the city again. I'd been kind of down on it. Um, you know, just City Hall's inability to tackle so many of the huge press, pressing issues of the day can be a downer. But I did note that you know, one of the most fun days we've had in San Francisco in a long time had absolutely nothing to do with City Hall. So. Yeah. yeah, I feel that way, too. Um, you get immersed in it. I think part of it is that there are some serious battles that we're all involved in right now in San Francisco and beyond. And, you know, whatever side you're on, I mean, there are, ba- there are battles and there's tension and you get this feeling that that's all there is. Yeah. And riding around the city, um, that's when I realized that's not all there is. I mean, no. this is a beautiful city still. There are great people that live here still. Mm-hmm. And that part of it for me was something that is going to be unshakable. I mean, yeah. I, I am walking to my next assignment. I'm walking, you know, to my family and friends and everything like that. I, I feel changed. I feel it's like a Dickens novel at the end, you know, the Scrooge waking up on Christmas morning. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a little bit of that feeling, you know, yesterday and today. Yeah. I just think the people we met, I'll always remember you know, the weird encounters we had. And I think what bonded um, all of us was that we were in in it for this whimsical idea that everybody got behind and really had fun with. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it was good for the city and good for the Chronicle and good for us. And um, I want to... And obviously end. good for the Giants because they won after and they won. What, what was the tweet? <laughs> Somebody the... tweeted, the Giants have never lost on a day that Peter and Heather rode <laughs> all the muni buses. Um, yeah. So uh, I want to end with um, subscribe to the Chronicle, please. I mean, I, I feel like I want to do more stuff like this and I want, you know, I want to 
have more resources to do bigger things and and it just takes subscribers and i hope people make that connection yeah if you appreciated total muni you can get fun um entertaining information every day at sfchronicle.com yeah so total muni 2018 heather i had a great time i'm i thought we were going to kill each other (laughs) i like you more now than i did then um i've always liked you but i don't think we ever knew each other that well but now we're bonded for life bonded for life on muni so check out heather's column um we'll let you know what happened with felton thank you so much to everybody who came out everybody who sent a tweet everybody who had a good thought um we were everybody who delivered food everybody who delivered food we were appreciative of all of it and uh and i hope everybody feels a little bit better about san francisco You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to my Total Muni 2018 co-pilot, Heather Knight. Executive producer is Fernando Diaz, and our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album, Community. Read our columns and subscribe to the Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. San Francisco Chronicle podcasts are on iTunes and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S.